Hello all, my name is Caroline Morgan and I am a senior here at Tacoma Falls College. Now, a lot of you may not know me, but one thing you should know about me is one of my all-time favorite shows is Star Wars The Clone Wars. But do not fear, my dear, dear listener, if you have never seen the show, do not worry. This podcast is going to go over anything and everything Star Wars related. We will be going over individual clones, individual Jedis, and Sith. We're going to go over individual important people. And best of all, we will be going over the timeline of Star Wars from beginning to end. So, um, from beginning of Legends to our current time in Ahsoka, going over important battles, important people, and interesting species I find along the way. Now, just as a warning, I do have a vague outline of what order I want to do this in. But we have no set things, so we're just going to take it as it is, and we're just going to go with the flow. Um, but I do know one thing. Over the next couple of episodes, I am going to be going over the, um, the, like, timeline of how things go. But for this one, we'll be going over the Star Wars franchise as a whole. Alrighty then, let's get into it. So, Star Wars. You probably have some questions you're asking yourself. What is it? Who created it and why? What's the plot? What has been its cultural impact? And most importantly, how much is it worth? We'll get on into all of those today, right here, right now. So, alrighty, let's start with our first question. What is Star Wars? Star Wars is a ginormous franchise that has been going on since the 70s. It's a story of good and evil, and sometimes those in between. It's a story of a young boy who was raised good, but ultimately ends up at the dark side. Um, doing a little research into this, I saw that weirdly Wikimedia, Wikipedia calls it a space opera. Honestly though, I can see that. <laughs> it does run like a soap opera. Fun fact though, it is the third highest grossing series of all time. All right, let's get into your next question. Who created it and why? Okay, so this one is a really, really interesting question because the creator of this amazing film franchise is the amazing George Lucas. So if you grew up on Star Wars like me, you have George Lucas to thank for making your childhood amazing. It came out of the film company Lucas Films and he served as chairman of this company till he sold out to Disney in 2012. But in 1969, he wanted to adapt Flash Gordon into a film, but was not able to get the rights. So he said, okay, whatever, and decided to do something on his own. He decided to write his own space adventure. And so he did. But to his dismay, every film company he took his movie to turned him down until he got to Alan Ladd Jr. with 20th Century Fox. Just as an FYI, I am getting a lot of my info off of Wikipedia, so if it is wrong, please feel free to tell me, because I do not want to be wrong. Um, Star Wars was influenced by Akira Kurosawa and um, his samurai movies. It was also inspired by spaghetti westerns and fantasy stories. So a lot of it does like stem off of that fantasy element it does have a lot to do with like real life stuff as well 
we can see a lot of the imagery and a lot of the characters are heavily based off of things that were going on around the time that he wrote this. Um, it's based on real life history, which is really cool. Um, according to the History Channel, who did an interview with George Lucas, um, they said, of course we can heavily see Darth Vader and a lot of the Sith are based on Nazi Germany. In fact, the people who used to, like, um, parade around for the Nazis were called Stormtroopers, which is where he got the name for the Stormtroopers from. They were fighters for the bad guys, pretty much. Um... It was a common name for the fighters who defended the Nazis. We can also see it in the way Palpatine goes from Chancellor to Emperor, similar to how Hitler came to his rise in power. Palpatine was based off of, also off of Richard Nixon, weirdly enough, but I guess the, the Watergate scandal was pretty, like, pretty new at the time. He was the main inspiration for him, according to Lucas. And according to Lucas, this is because, and I quote, he subverted the Senate, finally took over, and became an imperial guy. He was really evil, but he pretended to be a nice guy. We can see that in the way that Palpatine goes from wanting to help people, quote-unquote wanting to help people, you know, you know, um, to completely being evil and awful, to being a dictator. Um, we see parallels with Nixon there. Um, and... Also at the time, in the 60s, when he was writing it, was the Vietnam War, which we can also see heavily influence the imagery and the rebels and all that, all the fighting. Um, it was a major topic back when Lucas was writing it, um, because if you know anything about the Vietnam War, you know how controversial that was. So to have a movie based on that, woof. Okay. Right, so that's enough of that. That was depressing. So, let's get on to it. Spoilers ahead. I need to say that. Spoilers ahead. If you have not seen the Star Wars movies, I might suggest you jump over the spot because we are going to go over some of the stuff in it. So, the next question is, what is the plot? The plots tend to have a similar feel to them. If you get my if you get my drift, they follow a lot of the same plot. But let's go over them anyway. Now George Lucas did something funny as he released the movies four, five, six, one, two, three, and later six, seven, eight, something like that. Um, anyway, it was very out of order, so I'm gonna go in the order that he released them. Um. The first movies, which is actually 4, 5, and 6, follows Luke Skywalker as he learns he is Force-sensitive. This little boy who grew up on Tatooine, a desert planet, learns that he is one of the most important people in the galaxy. He then goes on this grand adventure where he pairs up with a smuggler named Han Solo and his loyal companion Chewbacca. Later, they pick up a really nice princess named Princess Leia. Carrie Fisher is the best. Side note. Like, my girl. Um, together, they join the Resistance and rebel against the Empire to find a way to bring them down. This movie shows knighthood, sibling bonds, and other tropes that are usually seen in fantasy movies. In this, we can see them rescuing Princess Leia. 
though I believe she could have rescued herself, but that's just me. Um, anyway, sh it was, it was a good set of movies, one of the best. Um, but then you have movies one, two, and three. These follow the journey of Anakin Skywalker, a pretty much orphan from Tatooine as well. You might see the links here with Skywalker. Um, from his time as a slave on Tatooine to becoming a Jedi under the watchful gaze of Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. In these movies, there's forbidden love, there's betrayal, and the slow descent into hatred in the dark side. There's love and hate, good and evil, and you get to go on this journey with them. It's amazing. Um, it's a massive roller coaster. Uh, and I can tell you why the love and the hate is so important, because Jedi are not supposed to feel emotions. So the love and the hate just makes you feel like, oh no, you're breaking the rules, you aren't supposed to do this. And it's just heartbreaking to see them go on this journey, um, especially the main character, because you're like, this dude deserves better, you know? Like, he, he's been through so much, it's kind of no wonder that he went to the dark side because the dark sides i don't know actually never mind i'll come back to that thought later um but anyway they aren't supposed to form attachments they aren't supposed to feel which honestly i think is stupid because like if you're the guardians of the galaxy wouldn't it be more efficient to have something worth fighting for like, I get you're fighting for the galaxy and all that it stands for, but, like, I feel like more people would be more willing to fight if they had a reason to fight, you know? Maybe that's just me. Sorry to go off on that tangent. You'll see some, that's something I do a lot. So, you get to know and love these characters, which I say don't love them too much. No spoilers, but don't love them too much. You don't want to get attached. Um... Now, going on to our next one, we have Rogue One, which is a more recent one. Um, this follows a former scientist and his daughter. It follows him as he's kidnapped and forced to work on the Death Star, and it also follows his daughter as she joins the Resistance. Now, just as an FYI, I'm I am getting a lot of this off of Rotten Tomatoes, so if it sounds familiar, I probably took it from there because I'm not good at summarizing movies, but I did my best. Okay. Then you have the movies 7, 8, and 9. These follow the adventures of another orphan, Rey. It takes her on an adventure where she learns how to use the Force and makes friends. She learns who she really is. She learns that she has control over her own destiny. She learns that sometimes good people turn bad, and bad people can come from good people. She learns that people can change and that people don't always stay bad. She gathers strengths from those who passed before and learns from them. She, um, now this series of movies has a good fair bit of controversy to them. Um, this is mainly because it wasn't George. It was Disney. It didn't have George's touch, his feel to it, you know? It didn't have his writing style. It didn't have, it did what wasn't Star Wars, you know? Um, I, so many Star Wars fans have had their reservations about this part of the series, 
it felt like it was kind of redundant. It had so many plot holes and things that just did not make sense to the series as a whole. Like the ending, with that whole stupid plot point was revealed. Lord, the cliche. Not to mention, they changed the plot as a whole and showed me something completely different, which I may go into at a different time. But to the a whole different thing, loads of spoilers here, because I need to talk about this. The fact that they figured her out, they're like, they made her a Palpatine is just stupid. Like, oh my god, really? You could not have found a better way? And then that whole... My name is Skywalker. My name is Ray. Ray Skywalker. Just, it's gross, and it's just like that's the point. Was he had to have died? The Empire should have died with Palpatine, and it's just insane. Also, why did they make her a clone? Like her? Why didn't they make a clone of Palpatine? It's just insane and stupid. And they could have. The writing was also just terrible. But those are also my opinions and opinions held by a lot of other things. But I know a lot of people really, really loved him. And if you did, great. Come talk to me about it. Let's watch it. I don't care. Let's do it. Um, let's see. Now, there are also several animated series. There's, of course, my favorite, The Clone Wars, which follows Anakin, Obi-Wan, and his newly appointed Padawan, Ahsoka Tano. T Ahsoka's my girl. Swear to God, I love her so much. And, of course, they're, they're always pleasant uh, present clone troopers, Commander Cody to Obi-Wan Kenobi and the 201st um, Battalion, which I will be going into these clone war these clones and like their troops and all this. Um, and Captain Rex, who is with uh, Anakin and Ahsoka, which I love Rex, along with all the others that we are introduced along the way. This comes after the second movie, Attack of the Clones, but before the third, Revenge of the Sith. Now, we meet loads of bounty hunters and Sith, and we are introduced to Sa Savage Opress. We are introduced to Ventress, Cad Bane, Hondo, who is in a lot of the other series, actually. And some fans have theorized that we might even see him in, sev in some of the older other um, live-action series, which I hope so. Hondo's great. Um... But back to the series. You also have the series Bad Batch, which comes after the third movie. This follows the titular crew of mutated clones affectionately named the Bad Batch. Of this crew, you have Hunter, who is the leader, who has a heightened sense of smell and is an insanely good fighter. I know he can sense, like, electromagnetic waves or something like that. He has a lot to him. He's a really cool character. Uh, then you have Tech, who is a smart one. He's very, he's like the one that they go to for all of their problems. Um, you have Wrecker, who is a massive, strong man, but who has a heart of gold and loves everybody. Unless you talk bad about his brothers. And then you have Omega, the only ever girl clone to be produced. In the same way that they made Boba Fett, they made her. Boba Fett is also a clone of Jango Fett, if you did not know. Um, and, they, and they also add on Echo, who is a regular clone, who um, was for a lot of the Clone Wars presumed to be dead, but later found alive and kicking. Um, if you did not know that, I'm sorry. He is alive. Echo is alive. Um, Vibes would have loved to hear that. So the series follows the crew while they do everything in their power just to stay afloat in the galaxy after Order 66. 
all while trying not to lose each other and the found family that they have found, pretty much. Um, it's a good series. I love it. It really shows us a different side of clones, which we don't really get to see in the Clone Wars or in the movies. So it's really heartwarming. I love Omega, and I'm really glad that they made her. Um, kind of doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. Um, finally, you have the Rebel series. This series follows the titular crew of the starship Ghost. First, you have the ex-Jedi Kanan Jarrus, also known as Caleb Doom. Doom? Not really sure. You have the amazing pilot, Hera Syndulla, the former thief and conman turned to Padawan, to Kanan, Ezra Bridger. You have Zeb Aurelius, a large, hairy, stinky man. Uh, you have the Mandalorian fighter and artist, Sabine Wren. And of course, you have their annoying little robot, Chopper, who I'm pretty sure has committed a lot of war crimes. But that is neither here nor there. Um, they go on amazing adventures to try and help the rebels and try to survive themselves after the Order and after the Empire and after everything has gone to crap. They face villains like never before, and they have to do everything in their power just to keep themselves together and fight off the villains. They are always in a fight against the Empire, but they are also always forming friendships and making sure that their found family stays together. And make sure that they're all okay. This series takes place between episodes 3 and 4. This series also has its... Had had its fair bit of controversy. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Um, a lot of people didn't like it at first because of how... They thought they were trying to replace the Clone Wars. Which you can never replace the Clone Wars. But, um... It was different. You know, the animation style, the characters. A lot of fans were just really, really worried. They were just trying to replace it and that it would be bad, pretty much. Very bad. So, um, so it also is because it had really, really big shoes to fill after the Clone Wars. Because of how popular the Clone Wars was, People just weren't sure it was going to live up to the Clone Wars. Because nothing could ever live up to the Clone Wars, honestly. Um, but I think it's the animation that really threw everything for everyone for a loop. It did me too. But once it gets past that, it feels like the Clone... It feels like it follows the Clone Wars pretty good. Though, don't get me started on what they did to my poor girl, Ahsoka. I hate the design that they did for her. But that's for a different time. I will get into that later. Um, okay. I, they were also unsure if about what it would show, if it would be accurate to the Star Wars lore. And a lot of Star Wars fans were just put off by how different it would be the Clone Wars. But it turned out to be a pretty big fan favorite. Um, but like like I said, the design the like graphic design for the two shows are almost completely different. The style for Clone Wars is more raggedy, if that makes sense, and the Rebels is more, like, smooth. Um, and so that's just hard to get past, like, once you've gotten used to it. But I think that's enough of that. Let's get on to our next thing. Um, now while you have all of these better-known series, you do have a mini-series, like The Tales of the Jedi and the OG Clone Wars in 2007. 
But since I do not know if they are actually canon or not, I will leave them off for now. But if they are, I will definitely make an updated episode later down the line. Now you have also your live action series. You have Solo, which become which comes in between the Bad Batch and Obi Wan. This follows the handsome con artist smuggler named Han Solo, and how he came to own the Millennium Falcon, and also how he came to meet his wonderful pet friend brother. Nobody truly knows, but his name is Chewbacca. Um. If you remember I said earlier in the first three movies, four, five, and six, uh, Han Solo plays a major part. So this goes into his life story, how he came to be, pretty much. Um, this follows his journey as he journeys into his life as a smuggler and what happens next. In between the time of before meeting Luke and Leia. Now you also have Obi-Wan Kenobi, which comes between Solo and Rebels. This follows the Jedi Master, Obi-Wan Kenobi, as he deals with life after the Order. He has to deal with the fact that his Padawan left him, his men had turned on him, and that the Order he once knew had fallen. Everyone he had basically ever known had died. Satine, Cody, Anakin, Ahsoka, Rex, Qui-Gon, Yoda, Mace, all of them gone. And his, and his former Padawan was the cause of it. Pretty much the only thing he has ever known, gone. And this just goes into how he deals with this and how he spends the time in between, um, in between everything and after everything. And after that, you have Ahsoka, which follows the once Jedi Padawan in a life after the Order. She sees old friends, makes new ones, investigates a threat to the galaxy, and is just trying her best to keep the galaxy and herself together. Um, this one has sparked a bit of controversy, mostly for the costuming. Um, if you know anything about Star Wars, you know that the species she is is supposed to have long, BQ and Long Montrals. Um, they did her dirty. Like, even Rebels designed her better. Um, I get that it's hard, but they had live-action live action Shock T back in the early 2000s, so it couldn't be that hard, and they could have designed her better. So that's a little bit of controversy I've heard about Ahsoka. But otherwise, I've heard it's pretty good. And also, the but the fighting, that's also another thing I heard. The fighting was also pretty bad. Except for Hayden Kristen, who played Anakin in the original. Of course, he's gonna be bomb. Um, now there are also other series like Andor, Boba Fett, and The Mandalorian, but I do not have the time, nor the brain power, to get into all of them. I will give a full timeline at the end of the episode to all of the movies and all of the series in order. Okay. As you can see, it is spanned from 1977 to 2023, and it'll most likely keep on going. It has had a major, major cultural impact around the world. Like, you cannot, there's not a show, I think, that has not referenced it. Family Guy, American Dad, Rick and Morty, um, The Big Bang Theory, more than likely How I Met Your Mother, 
all of these shows have referenced Star Wars in some capacity. There's just how big of an impact it's had. There are images from the, like, 70s and 80s, like, whenever they would release, of just lines that go on forever just to get in to see the movie. It's so cool. Um, the world has continuously changed, but Star Wars has always remained. I know for me, personally, I remember watching The Clone Wars the first time when I was young, and I remember just absolutely falling in love with Ahsoka and Rex, Anakin and Obi-Wan. I fell in love with the fantasy aspect of it. How was it escape? Even now, as a 21-year-old, it makes it's my absolute favorite comfort show. It was one of the few things I could use to bond with my brother. And um, we used to play Jedi. Just a fun fact about me is we used to play Jedi, and I was always Ahsoka. Always. Without fail, I was Ahsoka Tano. That's how much of an impact this has always had on me. Um... But as a whole, it is one of the biggest cultural impacts of in modern popular culture. You can find references in everything. It has been praised for its visual effects. From its amazing writing to relatable characters, it has made everyone fall in love with it, from children to adults. And those children who grew up with it watching it are now showing it to their children. I will be doing this if I ever have children. Because I love it and I want them to love it too. This has proven to be the best thing. It has kept the story alive, and people are loving Star Wars, and they will love Star Wars probably for forever, just because of how generationally, generation, yeah, that word, how relatable it is to every generation. Everyone has someone to love in it. Um, for me, as a young girl, it was Ahsoka Tano, but for my brother, it was Captain Rex. For my dad, probably Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um... But it has a little something for everyone, from little girls to little boys to big girls and big boys. Um, it's just insane how everyone can like relate and rally around this one series that was started by a singular man back in the 60s. For no good reason other than he wanted to write, write a space action movie. Um, I wonder if he never knew just how big of an impact it would have on people on little kids, how it would spark their imagination and their love of life and fantasy and all of this. I wonder if he ever knew. Um, I wonder if Carrie Fisher ever knew whenever she was doing the movies, just how big of an impact she would make. Or Mark Hamill or Harrison Ford or any of that. I wonder if they knew. Some of them are still alive, by the way. Only Carrie Fisher and George Lucas are dead. I'm sorry, that got depressing. Uh, let's go on, shall we? According to the numbers, it has made about five billion, with a B, billion, domestically, in a whopping, a whole, 10.3 billion, again, with a B, worldwide. If those numbers just don't show you how much Star Wars is loved, I don't know what does. This is the only this is only seconded to Marvel, which is insane if you think about it. Just think about how popular Marvel is. And um just how big Marvel is. It is second to that. Um But overall, the highest grossing one was Phantom Menace. This is probably because um 
if you think about it, it makes sense. As this would answer a lot of the questions those people had at the time. This would answer, what the heck is Vader? Um, who is Luke and Leia's parents? All of this stuff. It answered those questions. Also, who has been and why does Darth Vader know him? Um, if you don't know, uh, I will spoil it for you. Though I've already spoiled a lot of it in here. Okay. Now, I found this uh, timeline on Rotten Tomatoes. And this has also been where I found a lot of my information for the series. Um, so if it sounds familiar, this is where I got it from. You have episode one, The Phantom Menace, which was made in 1999, or released in 1999. You have episode two, Attack of the Clones, 2002. The Clone Wars, 2008. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith, 2005. The Bad Batch, which released in 2021. Solo, which released in 2018. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, which released in 2022. Rebels, which released in 2014. Andor, which released in 2022. Rogue One, which released in 2016. Episode 4, A New Hope, which released in 1977. Episode 5, The Empire Fights Back, 1980. Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, 1983. The Mandalorian, in 2019. Boba Fett, 2021. Ahsoka, 2023. Resistance, 2018. The Force Awakens, 2015. The Last Jedi, 2017. And The Rise of Skywalker, 2019. Now that we have gone over a list of what is Star Wars and why it's been so culturally important to America and the world as a whole, um, I really, really hope you enjoyed this. But for now, this is Caroline logging off. I will see y'all next week. Enjoy.